Alright, so what's up everyone? It's Charles Velasco, owner of uh, Life in Sacramento. I'm here with uh, Trevor Fong, a co -fa uh, founder of Mix and Mingle. So Trevor, thank you for joining us today on the Life in Sacramento podcast, uh, where we bring in people that are, I feel like are making life better in Sacramento. So let's just start off with like, what's your story? Who's Trevor Fong? Like, from start, like when you're a little kid to teenager to college to now? Yeah, so really easy. I, you know, I'm from Sacramento, California. Grew up here my whole life. Um, super shy kid, just really was a homebody, stayed at home a lot growing up. Went to school, uh, Christian Brothers High School, Dominican University for my bachelor's in business marketing in college. Moved home, lived with my parents, worked retail jobs. It was really just a homebody that liked to play Call of Duty. And then in 2014, which, just which really Call of Duty, uh, More important question, which Call of Duty? Which, which Call of Duty? Uh, Modern Warfare 2. Oh, dude, that yeah. was that was the shit. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best one. <laughs> um, played a lot of PlayStation and Xbox. Was never really out there in the scene. Even in my 20s, I, I stayed at home a lot. Um, when I hit 28, I was really tired of my job and ready for a career change. So I took a, a leap of faith into the sports bar industry and the insurance industry. And I opened up my own office and opened up a sports bar and that forever changed my life. But during the first few years, I really struggled. I had no idea what I was doing. I was new, no experience in both industries. So my job I felt was to get out of my comfort zone, which was home and be anywhere but home and get out and meet people. So I started going out, meeting people, went to every event I could find or get my hands on, probably attended over a hundred mixers in my life, maybe even 200 at this point. And then finally in 2019, pre-COVID, I launched my own mixer, which had a really good turnout, three to 500 guests every time. And that started to put my name in the Sacramento scene. Nice. So like imagining you shy and not liking to go out at 28 yeah. is weird to me. <laughs> All the way through 30, man. I, I mean, I'm fairly new to the scene. Like I would say in the last three to five years is when I started going out. So up until age 30, I was a homebody and just super shy, still shy, but a little so, more, a little more out there. Yeah. So what made you want to make that change where you're just like, oh, I want to meet people and like make, you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, you want to change. I personally am not a super motivated person. I, I definitely like the easier path. I definitely like the comfort zone. It was honestly a combination of being um, scared I wasn't going to be successful in business, and then yeah. also just ready to be out there. I think I think you know, seeing a lot of my friends and people I'm around go out, have fun, and and go out and, and just expand their life. I realized by sitting inside, you know, either my office or at home, I wasn't really growing as a person. So I think the fear of um, staying the same. I think I think the fear of change was always worse than the fear of staying the same until I hit 30 and it switched. So I just had to start going out and meeting people. Yeah, because the moment you hit 30, it's like, that's kind of like the wave of life you're going, you know? Like 20s to 30, yeah. you have 20 to 30, like everyone can mess around, do whatever they want. But like when it hits like 30, that's when you're like, okay, I got to like set shit up like and the foundation. I feel like you've done that very well. I definitely missed out in my 20s from what I think most 20 year olds are doing, which is really finding out what they enjoy doing, create memories and maybe not making the best choices, but having fun. And I yeah. feel like I missed that opportunity. So for me now in my thirties, I may be making up for lost time and really trying to make a name for myself and rediscover myself, what I enjoy doing, who I enjoy hanging around. So to me, this is my time to do it. So I'm just a late bloomer. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good thing because you're very like self-aware of yourself. And I feel like 
my 20s, yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of my life. <laughs> and I feel like it made me not. now. So it's like, I could really focus, you know, like, I feel like that is a big stage of people's lives that everyone has to go through. And then, uh, so when's your next event? Like, when's your next mixer? Because I know you have probably the biggest mixer in all of Sacramento easily. So we have been, yeah, no, we've been doing smaller events uh, that are more COVID friendly following some of the CDC regulations prior. Um, but in terms of, you know, the news I'm getting is that California is scheduled to reopen on uh, June 15th right with restrictions lifting and and vaccination i think is ahead of schedule specifically in our state so i'm hoping that by the end of july we would relaunch the mix and mingle program and have uh, less restrictions um, we hope that vaccinations will increase so that way there aren't any issues with people getting yeah. sick or, or causing issues there but targeting the end of july as of today oh targeting the end of july as of today okay perfect yeah i'm yeah. just ringing the door Coming don't <laughs> but okay well i'm excited I'll, I'll definitely i definitely want to come out to your event and how many people like are you expecting like with the restriction like when the restrictions are down and it's a lot safer when are you thinking yeah if, if there was no restrictions i would expect the first one or two to have over 500 attendees we might have to do crowd control due to capacity we might yeah. want to spread people out right just to keep things yeah. fairly spacious so it's not a crowd and, and you know just to make the environment comfortable for everybody because even for me i still want to operate with you know the, the smartest decisions i can make but i would say the first two you know we expect over 500 for each i know the demands there the last year and a half of covid i think 90 percent of when people talk to me i get asked when's your next event when's your next mixer so i think the demand is there i think people want to and are ready to go out some of them for social yeah. reasons some of them to get out and expand their business we have a lot of people from hospitality that have changed their careers. A lot of the people with these venues have reopened, a lot of the staff doesn't come back. They've moved on, they've moved out, they've done their switching careers. So, but I think the demand is there for people to get out, socialize and expand their yeah. personal network. Yeah, and especially in Sacramento, I feel like a lot of people don't have that environment where they could be yeah. around people that wanna further themselves. Like I feel like, you know, like when you're in that environment where everyone comes to expand their business and they're kind of the people they know, like it's a lot easier to get ahead just being in a room with people like that. Yeah, I've noticed that Sacramento, although the city's really grown and we're seeing expansion because the housing market is insane, you know, there are people working more remotely. So we do have somewhat of an influx of buyers coming in from different areas like the Bay Area and surrounding cities. You know, I think we still operate as a small community. That's why specifically in our business, we do well when we're connected to the community because everything's word of mouth in Sacramento. Like Sacramento oh, okay. is certainly a small community of entrepreneurs, startups, people that want to get outside their comfort zone. So that demand will definitely be there when we reopen. Oh yeah, definitely. And then, uh, so when it comes to like your event, how did you get it to where it is now? Like, how was your first event? Like how many people showed up? Was it a, like, was it at what you expected it to be? Like, how was it? The first one went better and it's better than expected. You know, I thought there was going to be 100 to 150. We had over 300 or about 300. And, you know, it wasn't really when I look back and reflect on why it was, it wasn't because of great marketing or anything crazy we did. You know, back then I didn't have any videos or pictures to show what I was going to do. We literally ran with just a makeshift logo and a flyer. But, you know, the hundreds of events I've attended prior to having my own, I made sure that every event I went to, I met five new people. And every business card I ever collected, I made sure to email them, text them, call them, just try to get in front of them. Just try and stay in front of them any way I could. 
And yeah. sometimes I got ignored. Sometimes I, you know, the emails, you know, I never got a response, but I made sure at every event I went to, I made sure I met five people. And oftentimes I would be linked to the people that would be the, the frequent guests at these events. So I made sure that when I launched my event, I had my circle of influence really support me. And those people were so amazing at helping me bring people out. We had success yeah. because I really worked together. Okay. So uh, Trevor, what brought you into starting the mixer in general? I, I started the mixer because I just really wanted to be well known. You know, I wanted to transition my marketing efforts from, you know, door knocking and cold calling to being top of mind, you know, being referral based. Yeah. So for me, that was having a platform to do it. And really the number one way I thought of at the time, and this was, you know, two years ago, was to stand out as someone who gives back to the community. So the mixer was my way of connecting people and doing something for the community that was, you know, really free and a fun event. And that was it. So the mixer was kind of my platform to do it. Nice. And, and yeah, I mean, like, it's a way to stay at top of mind of people by inviting them. Like, it's just yeah. like, hey, like, come hang out, you know? And then you get yeah, something to talk to them about. Too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, perfect. And then how are you making life better in Sacramento, in your opinion? I think I make life better in Sacramento because at the end of the day, no matter who I work with, whether you're established in your business or you're just starting out, or if you want to make a career change or you're in a job where you just want to know people or have friends that come visit you. I think in any capacity, I can be that to anybody in this city, whether they want to grow their business, whether they're just looking for a new friend. I think the connections I have now top to bottom, you know, can help you from just meeting a new friend, getting out there. If you, you know, if you're going through a breakup or something new, um, I had someone call me today cause they wanted to get a car at a dealer. I have a relationship to, and I just called them and they got, you know, a, they saved 20 grand off the car they bought today. So it's really just about having connections and then helping each other. Oftentimes I'm just a connector of people who have needs and don't have the resources or the person to help them. So yeah. my job is really to find people and get them together. Yeah. And, and honestly, yeah, you help. I mean, even me, like I ask you for little things here and there, or like connect me with people. And then it's just like that yeah. instead of me to like, I think the value you bring is like, I send you a lot of insurance. I refer you to my lender friends that send you a lot of insurance. Yeah, we have a fun. We have a like funny group text sometimes, but I mean, like, uh, you yeah. like see little things like that, Trevor, that you do to like help me out makes me look out for you, you know. And I think that's just like how most business works, you know. Like just those little things add up. So, what what do you think about Sacramento uh, now compared to ten years ago? So growing up here, I've seen the change dramatically, you know. Um, Specifically in the, I think in the, the entrepreneur side, as well as the downtown environment, I think we have some of the most amazing uh, nightlife and restaurants out here. And we have a lot of small businesses over the last 10 years that have popped up. Um, the community has become larger, but at the same time, people have become more connected, probably in thanks to part to Instagram and you know all the amazing social media we have now. It's so easy to meet and find someone that you would never have met otherwise. So I think the Sac Sacramento has really grown and become a small community, but still grown in size. So certainly if you're a professional, a business owner, or someone that just likes to go out and have fun with their friends, this city has grown into that very quickly. And, you know, hopefully post COVID after COVID, when things reopen, we continue that trend uh, with some better habits. Yeah, definitely. And, and Sacramento's insane. I used to tell myself I'd never live here. And again, yeah. after leaving, but then I come back, I'm like, wait, I could live a suburban lifestyle while still 
having the nightlife and all like yeah. the stuff out here. So uh, that's what made me fall in love with it and being accessible to everything. And then the last question, when you die, how do you want people to remember you in Sacramento? I've actually thought about this question because over the last few months, I've done a lot of self-reflection. I started focusing less on business and more about myself and who I am and what I am. And although that's still a work in progress, I think about that every day because legacy is really what matters. So, yeah. you know, specifically for that question, for my family, I just want to be known as a living parent who left a legacy and, and did good for, you know, his friends, family, and those around him. Um, specifically as a business owner or someone who is a native Sacramentan and, you know, really has continued to do events. And I still want to keep doing that. I just want to be known as someone that at the end of the day, I did the right thing. I opened a lot of doors for everybody. I think it's amazing when I go places and get hooked up. It's, it's very fun. It's, it's very rewarding, but there's something to be said about helping others and paying it forward. When you can help not only yourself, but everybody around you and uplift your friends and people that you work with, people that you know, that I think has more value than anything else you can build or do. So for me, while I'm here, while I live in Sacramento, while I'm doing, while I'm still able to get up and be active, I just want others to think of me as someone who helped them make their life a little easier. I don't need anything yeah. crazy. I don't need anything over the top. Just someone that me being around makes them either have a little more fun or makes their day or night easier. So just giving back in the simplest way possible. Yeah, man, and honestly, like when I first moved back to Sacramento, I was very antisocial. And I still remember you hitting me up and getting me out of my comfort zone. I was like, bro, I'm not gonna go to the mix. <laughs> like, I'm gonna chill at home. It was 2018. It was, uh, yeah, so like, I don't know if people could like, no, I, I think it was like even before that. Like, I remember when I came back to SAC, I was like, I'm gonna stay low key. I'm not gonna like really meet people. I'm gonna hang out at home. Uh, but then you definitely helped me get on my comfort zone, man. I appreciate that. And I mean, now I'm like all over the place. Yeah, now look at you. You're sending me business now, keeping me out of my comfort zone. So it goes both ways. Yeah, you, I, you eventually I, get what you give. Exactly, man. Like, and I'm I'm probably sending you like an insurance deal a day right now. Yeah. I'm coming, man. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you so much, man. Uh, Thank you so much for being part of the Life in Sacramento podcast. Uh, we're probably going to look back at this five years later and be like, holy crap, like this is crazy how our mindset yeah. is completely different now. So, yeah, yeah I can't exactly. wait to, for you to keep growing with your company, man, and uh, uh, and everything you're doing with the Mix and Mingle. And then, yeah, we'll stay in touch. And thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen to the Life in Sacramento podcast. This is episode two, and it's going to be on all the streaming platforms. Uh, I don't even I don't think we're going to do the sponsorship shit, even if it blows up. And yeah, uh, but other than that, thank you, Trevor, for your time. And I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you so much.